0: Mystery and horror. The air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make! Welcome all you monster fiends and thank you for joining us for another deep dive factoid filled episode exploring Hollywood's most famous monsters. I am your master of ceremonies Sam and I'm joined as always by Dan from Bleeding Marvelous. Say hello Dan. Hello Dan. Oh wow. (laughs) And this week we are joined by a very special guest. It is Mike from the Geek Asylum. Say hello Mike. Hello. <laughs> oh yes. Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. that was lovely. Oh, We are all joined today because we are going to talk about the thing. The what? The thing. Closer. That thing. This thing. <laughs> then thing. The thing. <laughs> that thing. <one. laughs> so this, this episode is going to be very interesting because for all yes, I've done a little background work. I didn't watch the movie. I have seen it. I just haven't watched it recently. But I feel like I've seen enough clips today that I have pierced a lot together. <laughs> so let us me do the disclaimer. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into it. So, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the comment section where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of her nerdism. Thank you. What she said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, that, The Thing, from 1982, scoring an impressive 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, based on the classic short story, Who Goes There? Sorry, (laughs) directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell, Keith David, Wilford Brimley, and Donald (laughs) Moffat. This is no stabby stabby slash slash. Nobody trusts anyone now, and we're all very tired as we bring you
1: the thing. I swear that's going kind on of my tombstone. <laughs> Nobody trusts anyone and I'm very tired.
0: I didn't like the other tagline that it was, man is the warmest place to hide.
2: <laughs> I love that tagline. It's so grim.
1: It sounds moist, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so it really grim. Does. The whole sentence sounds moist.
0: It's just. Got that feeling. Then when I when I saw that quote from um, Kurt Russell's character, I was like, "Yeah, that one'll do." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the thing. So I wanna Normally, I ask, um, "Does it does it make a good monster?" I don't know if I can ask that in this. Can well, I, ask I suppose that you this? can? Gosh, so does the thing make a good monster? Yes. <laughs>
2: it's the perfect monster. It's the
1: perfect.
2: I think it's the perfect monster because it doesn't matter what you do. It's, it creates the perfect imitation of what it creates. So it being just that means that automatically creates paranoia and panic through everything around it yeah and there's never a point where you know for sure who or what it's going to be next like a dog could walk in that could be the thing a cat could walk in that could be the thing there is nothing on this planet that couldn't be that
0: okay that is pretty scary I'm convinced.
2: Twenty-seven thousand hours <laughs> and it takes over the planet if it gets into
0: how many hours?
2: Twenty-seven thousand. Three years and it completely controls a hundred percent of the planet.
1: Jesus Christ. And that
2: seems like a long time. It doesn't. But it's not. <laughs> no. That's Please. literally the entire planet is completely controlled if it gets into civilization.
0: I can see there's been a, a a running thing throughout this episode of my jaw just constantly having to go like up <laughs> because like, that's kind of mind blowing that it would like three years is not a think about it we've just had a
1: pandemic that's lasted that a length of time.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I did years. look like I look like the thing behind closed doors. So I will give it that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that's about as close as I got to it. Yeah.
0: I've learned a few things to do, but it's are kind of like just really like random ones because I have seen this movie, but I'm going to say that it's never been one of like, I know it's my brother-in-law's favorite. Like he loves this, but it was never my thing until I watched it. And I was like, oh, I do get why like people love this. I, I only watched it a few years ago. I actually watched the most recent one first. The prequel. Yeah, I Hmm, I watched that in a tent. (laughs) Of course, you did. Yeah, watched that in a tent with my oldest nephew in one of the rooms of the tent, trying to sleep. And we were going to watch the we were going to watch the woman in black. And he started having an absolute fit. In we couldn't do it. We couldn't watch it. But was all right for us to watch this, which probably would have had worse sound effects than the woman in black did.
2: I don't know. The woman in black's creepy, whereas. I don't know. There's something about the the 2011 version. Just I don't know. There's something about it bothers me. Oh, and I after watching it again it. last night, yeah, it's not very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can say that on this one. You know, <laughs> we allow, we allow honest reviews. <laughs> I'm
1: with, me, Mike on I, I with Mike on that one. I am 100 with Mike on that one.
2: it really isn't very good. It should be better.
1: Yeah the cast is amazing the blueprint is there yeah
2: it just the didn't ca- quite I mean, have it, it, and it's got so many nods back to the original 1982 version it's like how did you mess it up <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> well <Wait>,
2: i'll t- <laughs> yeah. I can tell you exactly how you mess it up You let the studio involved get involved. Mm.
0: This is just giving me total um, Predator vibes. I can just hear, like, it's the same conversation we had with (laughs) Gareth. When one of the Predators, he was like, how the fuck do you mess this up? But I had no reference. Refer? I don't even know what that word. Yeah, I said reference. It just didn't come out that way. Um, Reference. I had no reference of the original to say, oh, that, like, oh, I get that. To me, it was just shapes and colours. Like, I just didn't, I wasn't too sure what it is I was watching. But I gotta say, the um, aesthetic of, because I really do like the X-Files episode that plays homage to this. So, yes. it kind of like, the aesthetic of it was like, it was it was uncomfortable to watch, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I felt the unease and the not quite sure and the absolute chaos like, panic that set in with everyone. Um, I wish I got around to watching it again. It was my plan to do it a day, but <laughs> the universe had other ideas for us. Um,
1: so, yeah. <laughs> I will say that they did something really awesome with the second one, first one. It, 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 the 2011, that's how I refer to it, is the 2011 one. They took, they didn't have any blueprints when they were looking at um all the set. And they had photos as reference. Mm. and they used kurt russell's height to measure everything by he's five they, they've got him down as about five ten five eleven so they mm-hmm. used his height photos of the station to rebuild the entire thing as was from the first movie so it looked exactly the same for the 2011 version from scratch just by photos and his height to make sure That's it was impressive. all in proportion that, I, I give i doff my cap to them for that because that that that's some work that's impressive yeah. that is now the
0: original thing the thing I saw I, I feel like my accent ruins the title I'm sorry but the original thing was considered a flop
2: mm-hmm. it was a flop. came
0: out yeah it came out on the same day as Blade Runner and E.T what <laughs> were they thinking
2: well the funny thing is they blamed E.T. it it didn't come out the same day as E.T it came out slightly afterwards in, right. in most places but the problem that they had is everybody went to see ET first because it was steven spielberg film mm. and everybody went to see the thing thinking, oh it's going to be another nice alien film <sighs> and it's not
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when it, when you come down to the two move like the three movies the thing and blade runner are like kind of like major cult classics like they yeah. out like when it come like when it comes to people of pop culture you're not going to watch ET I'm never okay. going to watch that movie ever again in my life I, I don't want that like that's trauma I don't want to go through again <laughs> so I'm good with that stain in the past but Blade I want to see the sequel
2: oh, to ET. Steven Spielberg it's... had in place oh where... go-
0: sorry what
2: <laughs> oh Steven Spielberg has uh, it's a completely separate factoid
1: yeah.
2: Steven Spielberg was going to make a sequel where the aliens came back and um, attacked the humans and tried to kill them all.
0: Fuck oh, yeah.
2: Almost a horror film.
0: What? Why and wasn't this made? It
2: was made? by the studios.
0: Oh. <laughs> he went to the wrong studio, didn't he? It would have gone
2: exactly the other direction. It would have been like aliens. Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, I feel like they should still do that. They can do that in this day and age, couldn't So it would have been like E.T.'s people, like.
2: I think so. I think that's what they were aiming (laughs) at.
0: Meant that would have taken back. It was like trauma.
2: ET himself. I mean, we never found out his real name.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point because it's not ET, is it?
2: Didn't he bother giving him a name? Oh, sure thing. (laughs) So (laughs) no women's come back with so much. Yeah, you didn't give me a name. (laughs) Didn't give me his name. Never introduced him like anyone. (laughs)
0: You never even asked.
1: <laughs> and then on the flip side, speak. it's not like he couldn't give it. That's true. He could have even speak and spelled. Worst case, couldn't he? Yeah, um, I've heard
0: him speak on the ET ride. Granted, he said my name backwards, but he still spoke. He was broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He malfunctioned funny. and he said my name
2: backwards. Gotta be like sitting on a like a Twin Peak
0: ride. Oh, yeah that ride is just it's old but it's fantastic <laughs>
1: yeah on the on yeah. the flip side you've got Blade Runner, so you've got like when you grow up your heart dies you know yeah. and and that's one of the best lines in a movie ever to me um, um
0: that's one, of, I, one of,
1: I always love that
0: it's one of my mum's
1: favorite movies I've never yeah. seen it <laughs>
0: Oh, I've never seen
1: so many
2: different it's... versions of it.
1: I've it's heard it's really in a good headspace. Yeah, good headspace about... for it. but
2: I think there's like nine different versions of the film. Wow. And all of them are different. Like there's Bloody one with hell. a voiceover, there's one without a voiceover there's one, with a voiceover, there's one with extra bits in, there's one with bits taken out.
1: There's the one where Daryl Hannah breaks her elbow uh, yeah. in that oh. scene. Uh, there's so yeah, many there's different
2: load. versions of it. And well, i think i've seen all
0: of them yeah. <laughs> well speaking of blade runner one of, the, one of my interesting facts and we were just briefly talked about this before we came on the script was actually wrote well this the part of kurt russell i can't remember his name please someone tell me his character's name quickly Grady. thank McCready. you it was originally wrote for harrison ford and clint eastwood it was in mind them two in yeah. mind but the list of actors who were considered was phenomenal
2: it's crazy There's i mean i can honestly see clint eastwood playing that part amazingly well
1: I it would have been a completely different film i feel like though
2: like I, but he's got he's still got that stoicism that oh, yeah Russell brings to it i'm not sure about harrison ford
0: <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to understand him because aliens.
2: harrison ford <laughs> was pretty much living off star wars and Indiana Jones around that time,
0: yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, he hadn't done 83. Well, 83 was um, Empire. Uh huh, no,
1: he'd already done 77, which was the first one, which was Return in-
0: of the Jedi was 83 because it's just celebrated its 40th anniversary and I turned 40.
1: And I went and said, was uh, Empire, yeah.
0: which is yes. possibly
2: why he didn't do the thing
0: possibly because you've got to think for yes it was released in 82 but filmman doesn't it doesn't get filmed in 82 it, it's beforehand yeah. um actually what? this movie was well before its time because it was originally thought up back in the 70s yeah i want to say
1: the worst casting possibility that uh, it, he was offered the job and he turned it down and i am so thankful for this because i don't know how nick Nulty <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> would have done you the know
0: what? I. I
2: think nick nolte could have done it
0: i think he would have ate that shit right up by chewing every bit of that scenery
2: <laughs> yeah but you've got to think back in 82 is around about the time of um
0: another 48, 48 hours. hours yeah
2: and he was good in
0: that
1: you don't get me wrong <laughs> i have a lot of love cop. for nick
0: nolte but he can really ham up a performance
1: he was great in cape fear it's the dad you know the
0: yeah. oh yeah. phenomenal like completely played it straight didn't really? he
2: early in his career he never used to ham it up though
0: no that only came that's later. true that's true he kind of came like a parody of
1: himself didn't he yeah That i think that was after um the incredible hulk or one of whichever hulk
2: oh that's so bad
1: which one was the first <laughs> one with eric <laughs> the Cannon, banner it, one? He yeah yeah so... directed
2: by Anne lee that has no bad guys in it
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only
0: thing i found interesting in that was the comic strip and going through it that's the only bit i was like oh comic strips and that was it that's all yeah. i can remember from it <laughs> I, I totally I know that was in oh, it. And
2: jennifer connelly as um betty betty
0: that's a yeah, good casting yeah betty ross
2: she, betty ross yeah she should have stayed
0: yeah she was That was good casting but don't get wrong Liv tyler wasn't too bad either
1: back to the thing um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how they refused. Like he went to audition for it, but Alec Baldwin got turned down.
2: So did Kevin Klein.
1: Yeah, they said they didn't think his face fit, wasn't no, it, Kevin it's Klein? Too it was like, yeah, it's too pretty. But then you I know... look at Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is a pretty man, even with the beard and the hair. He that is very attractive, girl, Kurt know. Russell yeah. to me. <laughs> I that was to me not it was on my notes feelings i I still do watch that santa claus movie bloody hell i am no not in any other movie for me really just this one just that one it's something he's just not not even
0: overboard
1: no it's how they focus on this it's like because they framed his face so much with the beard and the hair and he's always either got a hood on a snudge, his hat or it's always it's always just framed here see i find myself looking at that all the time Oh, has so.
2: piercing eyes
1: yeah
0: he does which you
2: um, really know it's in tombstone as well
1: do you know
0: that is on my list i've not seen a
2: huge tush
0: i think mike if you don't know this already i've not seen a lot of films how i've managed to for the last two and a bit years run a pop culture podcast i will never know but growing up i just watched two films and two films alone and it's now kicking us in the ass because i can't get a lot of references with ghostbusters and trading places um, and <laughs> and i have not seen a lot hey, in between. oh they're amazing but i watched them constantly for the, like about 10 years of my life um and missed out a lot of other stuff that i am now slow i have a list and i'm not joking i literally have a list of movies that i have to go through um top gun was one of them that i got last year yeah so that's that's the caliber of where i am at but i do like like horror i've been watching continuously like i watched when i was a kid just like kind of like pop culture kind of movies i'm not very good with but um what i love the fact that i love that i know this about kurt russell that one he's in an elvis presley movie when he was a kid and he got to kick elvis in the shin (laughs) he's like a tiny little thing but also he was Walt Disney's final words. Last words, Kurt Russell. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. He's,
2: he's one of those actors that I have never seen him in. A, I've no, I've seen him in bad films, but he's always good in them. Yeah. So love, whatever he's in, he's he's always amazing in them.
1: Is it three thousand miles from Graceland? It's called cool. yeah. something like that. He uh, played Elvis Presley. It, I yeah, think he's it was so... supposed to be Elvis, wasn't
2: he? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the film that basically made John Carpenter want him to cast, want him, want Kurt Russell to be casted because he oh, played yeah. Elvis Presley in one of his earlier films.
1: Yeah. Because John Carpenter likes
2: using the same
0: actors.
1: He knows, direct, he knows how to direct them when he knows yeah. he hasn't seen them. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen that. I have actually seen that Elvis one. It came up accidentally when I was trying to find the most recent Elvis. And I was like, "No, I might as well watch it. I'll give it a go. But yeah, I love the fact that Walt Disney's final words on this earth was Kurt Russell.
2: Just before the before he dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, before he, <laughs> before he went in there. <laughs> I can't see it. American Dad style. That whole skit where they get trapped in Disney. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yes but um
0: what was i gonna say the when i mentioned earlier the movie was actually it was started like i think the thought process started in the 70s after he'd seen a uh, thing from the thing from another world yeah yeah but he 51 that
1: film
0: yeah but he hated the the character like you said it was all like kind of frankenstein-y as opposed to yeah. alien so again, we've managed to get another Frankenstein reference into a podcast. I don't know <laughs> what mean,
1: you mean. <laughs> it really
2: does look like It really does look like Frankenstein's monster. The creep the monster out of the thing from another world. It's does even it? got the flat head and everything.
0: Oh wow. I didn't so look, I at look at any part. pictures of it. Um It's a big plant. The love... big plant. It's a big plant. It's a <laughs> No it is.
2: It's a big <laughs> plant. It's a, a war than <laughs> planned human hybrid it's a do you know what it's a good (laughs) oh my god
1: it's a good film
2: (laughs) and bizarrely the book that it's based on that who goes there has been um there's three films based on it
0: Uh uh-huh oh yes the thing Mm -hmm. Thing from another world
2: and one other film
0: what was that Horror express
1: horror express which that, is a
2: 1972 film
1: that is shockingly shit, isn't it yeah. i mean i know it's the 50s but yeah they've just put some lobster claws basically on a frankenstein and a couple of uh <laughs> veins haven't they really yeah wow that's so, um something <laughs>
0: No, i know that in the thing the the thing takes over a person assimilates. Mm-hmm. what 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 is it that it actually is though like do we act see this is what got me really confused because obviously when I was not watching it recently i couldn't answer my own question do you actually get to see what the thing is no no, no. right in, okay in either film
2: right because even if so in the nine in the 2011 version they get the creature out of the ice yeah that they don't find in the 1982 version because mm-hmm. it's already escaped and being dealt with in the second film or the first film the 2011 version yeah. but even that isn't the thing Mm-mm. because right. it doesn't matter where it goes it assimilates wherever it whatever it is so it i don't think it has <clears throat> its original form I don't even know what it, if it exists.
1: I I personally think it's like a biological matter, like a goop or
0: right, like yeah.
1: something along those lines. That's how my brain has quantified it in its true state. Because I think to myself, from that, it can then grow into
2: mm-hmm. almost like a virus.
1: Yeah, it can overtake and suffocate and bring them in and use their DNA and clone. I mean, that's a quick clone, isn't it? Where it can bang it out and like, yeah. It
0: was, um, well, the AIDS epidemic was around about the same time and it wasn't lost on the writers that this was, you know, heavily, heavily themed throughout, like through the actual thing itself and what it, you know, the fact that it can transmit to other people. They even had, um, the, it, not so much AIDS, but more sexually transmitted diseases, because they did have a few posters around about sexually transmitted diseases. This is just what I read, by the way. But um yeah, I thought that was quite interesting that it kinda like has that that kind of running theme going through it. It's well, the fact that it...
2: you can't tell who's infected by sight. Yeah. So it's always that underlying that they infected? that they infected? You don't know. Yeah. And it was that it's very much I mean the eighties were pretty much full of misinformation about AIDS as well. So yeah. I yeah,
0: remember
2: um... toilet seed conversations. Yeah, we used to have
1: posters I'm that
2: old.
1: <laughs> yeah no i had posters in my school uh in i started secondary school high school in 91 and we had posters everywhere saying make sure you check your toilet seat before you sit on it everywhere in the school and yep. it was just like now looking back you think jesus christ was, what the fuck was all that about you know but
0: they just didn't yeah. know no nah. because nobody was talking about it we will never and i'm sorry to bring this up on uh you know horror podcast but we will never know the actual number of the aids epidemic because a lot of it was all covered up by the fact yeah. that families would not release that their family member had died from it and it was all put down to cancer so the rate in cancer went up substantially but the likelihood is that number is falsified as well there you go ran right out the way with <laughs>
2: It, the fact that this is, a lot of people get that used to die from um, complications, mm-hmm. and it was a complication that used to get put down on the death certificate, not the actual cause of the yeah. complication.
0: Yeah, you'll never know the, tr- the true actual figure of it, um, because
1: it was uh, Bill Lancaster, wasn't it, who wrote the screenplay, and that that yeah, was at the same Burt's time. Son. Yeah, Bert Lancaster's son. No and, way. Yeah, Burt, yeah Lancaster, Burt Lancaster's son. I found out he was a huge circus performer. I never yeah. knew that. I knew he was a you big know, actor,
2: but this is his third um, script. The first two were the bad news bears. <laughs> oh Weird. And the bad news bears go to Japan. Well, wow. And then he did this. Yeah. And then he did this. This was his third film. That
1: he, he was clearly trying to get something out. When he <laughs> it was
2: like, yeah. So oh. it's, I mean, where do you go with that really? <laughs>
1: bad new bears the thing
0: there's like (laughs) wow um i didn't really look too much into the writer it was the special effects guy um rob button
1: i will say toby hooper did you hear that toby hooper was supposed to be a director yeah i have got
2: i have got scenes that toby hooper was going to put in the film
1: yeah i'm glad you did
2: oh my lord
1: I just flew over it i saw that and i saw like they started going into details like i have it. i just can't so i'm glad you did
2: so um it was Lawrence turman and david foster with with the producers actually wanted toby hooper to do the film and they got as far as toby hooper doing a um a screen, write, a screen write for it so he's tonally it was going to be um, a comedy a comedy horror The alien was going to eat them rather than assimilate them. Mm -hmm. So it was basically just a monster around eating people.
0: Yeah, mate.
2: Um, The main character was called the Captain. And he was basically a version of Captain Ahab out of Moby Dick. (laughs) And there was going to be a lot of slapstick humour, including one scene where one of the scientists actually slipped over on a banana peel and then got eaten by the thing. And uh, Lawrence wow. Turman read it. Lawrence Terman read it and said it would have been the worst movie ever made.
1: <laughs> it's not wrong. And he
2: instantly went for another literally, he just got kicked off straight away. the read it, went north.
0: And that was the end of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. No. I'm glad they did, though, because I mean for all of John Carpenter's the opinions people have of him, uh there was one story that the guy who played Windows. They wanted to play the scene a certain way and and john was like no this is how it has to be to mm-hmm. fit the narrative and so they all wandered off and three or four of them were all mic'd up and they were all having a slagging match about him out in the out in the um that green room and he heard everything and he walks in and he goes look i get your point i'm not changing it and yes i'm a dick and walked out <laughs> again <laughs> See, like, that nice.
2: itself just made me love them even more the yeah. fact he went yeah i'm a dick mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I'm not changing it. <laughs> oh, I love that. This was the first time he didn't score a movie. Yes. He, he didn't do the
1: score for this. He wanted John... Uh, was It, John it was Gold- the
2: guy who did Alien.
1: Yeah. Um, I've written him, guys. Ah, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. But um, he went with, now forgive my pronunciation, Enino Morricone. Uh, Enino the- Morricone. Okay. Yeah, I'm oh, a massive I
2: was, Spaghetti Western fan as well.
1: I was putting the flare on because <laughs> I thought he was Italian. So I thought, you know, he's, a bit of a, yeah.
2: he's also one of the best um, composers. His work is amazing.
1: He did the good, the bad and the ugly, didn't he? And He did. He yeah. did
2: all of Sergio Leone's films. Uh, so he did good, bad, the ugly for a few yeah. dollars more. Fistful of dollars. Yeah. He did a uh, fistful of dynamite. He did the mission with Robert De Niro um but this so john carpenter went to meet him in rome and your let him hear some of the things he'd done and after an hour meeting he turned and your and went use less notes walked out of the meeting <laughs> that was the only thing he said to him Brilliant. use less notes
1: it must have been very flourished then i imagine instead of the bomb bomb Bam, bam. You know that constant, like heartbeat. To me, yeah. that's what the I've always, I've always assumed it was supposed to be the replica You know, the replication mm. of a of a heartbeat. But whether that's right or not, I don't know.
2: I mean, and the thing is it even fits with John Carpenter's other work. It yeah. sounds like it could have it's been. Halloween? By it's Halloween. It
0: doesn't. Halloween do that Halloween? too.
2: Assault on preaching Thirteen is very similar.
0: It must be a way to get our heart rates kind of in it. Yeah. because I, I don't, I don't, don't get us wrong. I don't feel uncomfortable watching Halloween, and only because of the mass amount of times that I've seen it. But I do remember that experience of watching the thing and being like, "Oh, this is <laughs> this." I'm not claustrophobic at all, but that kind of made us feel a bit like, I don't know, isolated a little bit. And that background mm. music that did not help.
2: No, there's a lot of um, wind you can hear in the background of the thing as well. Mm. In the 1982 version, there's a lot of um, it's, <laughs> it's almost like Noel Fielding's doing the wind impression. Out <laughs> you, <isn't>? oh.
1: <laughs> as long as he's not, I, I just imagine in the background, and... <laughs> just, just
0: imagine wow, you know, the guy, um, and he's a factoid
2: about the score. Oh, well. this is this is a beauty one as well. So, um, Ennio Morricone's music was um nominated for razzie really when the thing first came out in 1982
0: they fucking hated this movie
2: they hated this movie so much wow and some of the music that wasn't used was um then um found by quentin tarantino
0: mm-hmm. and he
2: put it in the hate for late and it actually won the oscar for best original score wow the same you- music Uh literally got the worst thing it can ever get nominated for and then won the Oscar
0: because it was in
2: two separate films
0: I saw I read that today but I did all I saw was Quentin's name and I was like oh I'll come back to that later because I I didn't I didn't know where that where he fit into it but it said for late Kurt Russell's in that as well isn't he he is Uh, one of my least favorite Quentin films sorry I agree <laughs> one of my least favorite i am a, i am a big quentin tarantino fan i'm not ashamed to admit that and um, but i did not enjoy the hateful eight
1: that was the that first time i've seen since
0: Pulp fiction.
1: Mm. that was the first mm. time i've seen jennifer jason lee in anything for years The hateful yeah. Eight. And, yeah
0: and,
1: and yes. i was like hello <laughs> I recognize you you know when you're like i can't place you but i recognize you yeah it took me a little while
0: paul actually does Django. not like Pulp Fiction Cumbres. either.
1: i love Django Unchained. i think it's brilliant I
0: hate but it. Paul really doesn't like Pulp Fiction either. He's already pointed I love that out on the podcast. Yeah, he doesn't. Pulp, Fiction's
2: like Pulp, Pulp favorite Fiction my favourite one out of them, all of them. That Reservoir Dogs.
0: Mm. Oh, Reservoir Dogs a masterpiece. No. Um, I really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not going to lie. Thought it was just aesthetically pleasing. Oh, I really, I thought the, the dynamo between Brad Pitt and um, Leonardo DiCaprio was just magic.
1: Um, the only yeah, good Paul, scene in that movie is where he gets his dog. At the end <laughs> to take out the burglars to take out the, the manson clan and i was like yeah that's perfect yeah but, um I'm with, i've got to say i'm with mike i i think reservoir dogs and pulp fiction are the best tarantino um Dust Till dawn but i don't know if that sort of sits on the cusp of because it's a robert reject a uh, robert rodriguez yeah. See, movie
2: i'll put that alongside true romance
1: yeah well yeah because he writes
0: he
2: Brenton's, wrote that didn't he quentin's content well he wrote that and the money he made off of that off selling that script was how he made reservoir dogs
1: yeah oh my god so i knew the rotten bit but not that oh that's amazing no, if then, it wasn't
2: the true romance they would never have made reservoir dogs
1: and then bringing it back around he did death proof with kurt russell yeah there we go. See, it was relevant.
0: <laughs> we can do this. Tangent
1: was relevant.
0: We can, it's not one of our podcasts if we're not going off on a tangent. We did a whole tangent about before? New Kids on the Block once. <laughs>
1: oh, oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. The right stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my favourite little facts, though, that I found out was um, John Carpenter at the time in 1981, 1982, when they were filming it, he um, was married to Adrienne Barbeau and uh she was the voice of the chess machine at the beginning and, and, and when he's playing chess and he goes you cheating bitch!" and pours the, the whiskey <laughs> into the computer um, See, but that's I love voice. that because that yeah.
2: that 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 is somebody who isn't thinking long term
1: no no he's like obviously there knees. for a
2: long time but he's just broken the only chess machine oh. that he's got he's like oh never thought about that <laughs>
0: He, the what guy donald... is as well, oh yeah the guy donald moffat though i'm not mistaken that is him from airplane right
1: donald moffat gary uh,
0: gary the captain is he the, is he like the? he was all the gentlemen
2: see i know him from logan's run it's i
0: feel sure. like i feel like he's been in some kind of spoof movie. i'm not a number um...
1: <laughs> i was um, logan's run wasn't it i am not oh, that was a prisoner ah there you go <laughs> logan's run where
2: they, hit, they get to um 30 and then they hunted down and killed
0: oh That's no it. it's not who i'm thinking of he's a he's a british actor yeah yeah the thing west west wing little, little house on the prairie yeah this is oh. definitely he definitely has a look about him though like but no that's not him I, I just i could picture him in some sort of like spoof movie an airplane just came to mind but it's not him or oh, hot shots that's possibly what i was thinking of as well Speak, speaking of
2: people who look like things um in the 2011 version yep. one of the one of the guys that one of the main characters adams is played by no, what's he called where's he that where's his name at? he's named by he's called Eric christian olsen he yes. plays adam doesn't he look like a cross between a young Cary Elwes and Val Kilmer?
1: I get the Cary Elwes one.
2: Young, Back. young Val Kilmer before he got fat. Yes. He,
1: like, he, but he's got exactly. Lego hair, but he's got Lego sat,
2: hair. Yeah. yeah. I sat and watched it and then I'm like, that he looks like a cross between them. When it <laughs> took us <laughs> ages to work out who it was. I was sitting for ages going, who's he look like? Who's he look like? <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm now that.
0: having to Google said person. <laughs>
2: Who he IMDb. he's literally the second then second one or third one on his name's eric christian olsen
0: no i can't see him i didn't know bloody what's his face from um, game of thrones is in it yeah oh yeah Chris- the one who
2: Christophe. likes the big woman
1: yes. <laughs> christopher i can never say surname well, tom I'm so very very sorry to everybody who speaks norwegian <laughs> um
0: Hibshu? oh yeah do you know who he looks like do you know at first glance he looked like bloody jim broadbend <laughs> <haven't seen> <laughs> just just on that picture alone just first look at him he looks like a young slater from only and horses but
2: well, there's a lot i mean that is a good cast that is all edgerton. Went to be massive
1: yeah joel edgerton um yeah. brightburn is one I, I think it's a highly underrated movie brightburn it just didn't get the love it needed. I just think that that. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> you love Brightburn. Brightburn um, is the ultimate supervillain origin story.
1: Well,
0: he's in one of my favourite films, King Arthur.
1: With uh, the, the yeah. guy Ritchie one.
0: Yeah. No. 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 That's no. The guy one. a don't... good film. Now we were talking about this, and it was—I've had it on my list the other day for one of our podcasts. And I went, "Listen, I can't tell you why. I can never understand it because I really kind of stand Clive Owen, and he's absolutely shocking in this movie. But I just fucking love it for the group for like Mads Mikkelsen. You know what, it's great. Ray mm-hmm.
2: Winston and Ray Winston and Ray Stevenson.
0: That's that's exactly Ray Winston and Ray Stevenson. Their performance and that their, that make friendship. That film. Oh, it's brilliant." That's why I love it. Like, that's it. was in that, yeah? yeah? Yeah.
1: Is that the one? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that's teeth. the one.
0: Yeah. She was a pagan
2: with perfect teeth. <laughs> that's, what,
0: that's what really bugs me about movies set in kind of them times. They all have white teeth. They would not have had white teeth. Perfectly
2: white. Perfectly white and perfectly straight. Yes.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't have happened at all. But, yeah, I had that brought brought up the other day on the podcast. I had it in one of my top, my top fives. I just... I've loved it since it came out. There was a period of time where I watched it all the time, and then I found it on Disney Plus a few a uh, few months back, and I was like, oh, "Let's relive this."
2: I like that film. I'm not gonna lie, I like that film.
0: Ray Stevenson is my favorite character in it. Oh, bless him. Oh, I can't believe we lost him this year. It's so sad. I, um, I
2: never got to meet him. He's one of the oh, very few people I actually really wanted to meet. I've never got to meet him.
0: He could have. He was. It's so sad because Ahsoka. And the TV series is going to be massive. She is a huge character within Star Wars. So our TV series, regardless of how it turns out, is going to be a like a watched program. And he is in it. And unfortunately, we're not going to get to see his character progress any further than what it is in that show. And it's so, so sad, especially with the, the reception. In I've not really seen a lot of them apart from King Arthur.
2: <laughs> you need to watch Rome. BBC, the BBC did a, a show called Rome. And it's um, he's a he's a gladiator, and he just the only way to describe his character is he's absolutely rock hard, yeah. and he's the main character's best mate, and that's all you can say about him. That's he's King absolutely
0: rock hard <laughs> all the way through it. That's his. That's Dagonet in King Arthur. He's rock hard, and he's best mates. Ray Winston. <laughs> that's pretty much what he does. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but the. The one thing that really fascinated us about this movie, um, and probably what's getting me attention all day, what I was telling you earlier was the practical effects and how this is kind of like a benchmark of practical effects because everything is fucking practical. And I. Mm -hmm. Yes, in the first film. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh
2: There is one scene that isn't practical effects. Really? It's one scene that was left in there's stop motion in
1: it i heard about this bit but yeah
2: the last scene in the film where Mm -hmm. kurt russell is fighting the the thing when it comes out of the ground and that was all going to be done in stop motion and it was done and john carpenter didn't like it and he said it feels like it's dating the film Mm. and he cut Mm
0: -hmm.
2: all but one section out there's two little little bits And there's a scene where there's a tentacle shoots out, grabs hold of the um, detonator and pulls it back in.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. That's stop motion. And there's a tentacle comes out and that's stop motion. And then the only two bits of stop motion in the entire film.
0: Wow. I didn't get it. I didn't see that at all. Because obviously everything's just celebrating the fact of how much practical effects was in there. There was one bit that really caught my eye. Was this face splitting scene. And this, when um, I can picture Farmer. it in my head, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where wait,
2: where yeah, uh, kills, uh, kills windows.
0: Yes. yes, very. Yes, watch that repeatedly today. Um, the noise of it all is paper and egg yolk, soaked in egg yolk, and it really caught <laughs> me attention because I thought another use for eggs in pra- in special practical effects.
1: <laughs> that's that's a very specific noise
0: yep yeah it's a very <laughs> sp- <laughs> well
2: um the scene there's only one scene in the film that rob botton didn't do
1: yeah
2: um and that scene is the kennel scene mm-hmm. no. and he didn't do it because he was so tired of working with dogs because <gasps> he'd just come off the howling
0: yeah yes he refused
2: to do that scene and stan winston stepped in and refused to take any credit for it
0: mm-hmm. i have that written down yeah. <laughs> I have because, that written um, down.
2: He wanted the 22 turning 23 Rob Botton to get all applauded for the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. a year and five weeks. One and year I've and five li- weeks did he work on this movie. I've got a list of what it did to him. Yes, yeah, so have I. Oh, oh go on. I didn't write that list down. I wrote down his accomplishments.
2: So he suffered from severe exhaustion, double pneumonia, and he had a bleeding ulcer. Because yeah. he was working 22 hours a day on that yeah. on on yeah. the set
0: for a year and five for weeks a Year
2: and five weeks and there was one moment when the entire set uh, was set on fire in, in part of the film and yeah. he had to rebuild the entire set for another scene
1: <gasps> the worst he said it was going
2: to take him um, four weeks and he did it in less than a week
1: yeah did you hear the bit about you know where you've got the spider head breaking off that burnt up in the fire the whole the, they had originally it taken them four months to build the body, um, and and the gag effects and everything that went on with it. And John was adamant he wanted fire. There must be real fire. I need fire. So it, when they made the body, they didn't really take into account fire, <laughs> and the whole <laughs> thing just went and it got it. Just it was not flame retardant. Let's just put it that way. So they'd spent four months building this replica body and then they had to it burnt up and it disappeared so they had a week to remake that as well so that's it when that went it broke him that absolutely Jesus broke him Christ.
0: i didn't like i say nothing came up about obviously the the effects of it just the the work that he put in. like obviously his age came up quite a bit because he was 22 yeah. years old but his honestly i wrote his list down of movies and thought we could do a whole episode on this guy you've I got i
2: don't understand how he's not bigger than he is
0: yeah th- this I is this is his movie I... list we've got the thing the fog robocop total recall seven fight club the howlin legend in a space fear and Loathing in northern las vegas and he did the cantina scene in star wars yeah but yes, the thing no. is
2: if you say, say rob button anybody who isn't a horror fan they like what was happening.
0: Yeah. That's so sad. So I feel but like we could do a Tom whole Sabine. episode on this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't get him started. Don't. Um, you're mean? Right. It doesn't make sense. Go and watch part one. That was on Monday. If you're interested in Tobbs of E. But I just feel, yeah, part of that. I just really feel that we could do an episode on this guy, given mm. the caliber of work. Like, I was, I was getting more, the more I was getting into it, I was like, I'm going to stop (laughs) because we could literally fill a whole hour and a bit talking about this guy because that is an impressive sheet.
2: I think he was a bit of a fanboy, Kurt Russell because he sports Kurt Russell's hair and beard in all the pictures you see of him as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. There was that one. He (laughs) was combing the, uh, the, one of the pictures I saw, he was combing the hair of the uh, howling wolf and he had the full same hairdo as Kurt, same beard. Uh, (laughs) He had contacts in mind, but he did look very much, it was like,
0: he was, he was trained, but not trained or worked with them. Um, wow, Rick Baker. Sorry, his name yeah. completely slipped yeah. my head there.
1: Rick was originally supposed to do the howling, but then he decided he he got offered American Werewolf. Yeah. So Rick went off to do American Werewolf and said to Rob, you take over this. You know what you're doing. I'll trust you. And yeah. uh, left Rob with the howling. And that's why they looked very similar in certain ways. It makes places. sense. Makes so, total
0: sense. When I was reading yeah. about it today, I was like, because that always gets compared to the other oh it's honestly it's been such a such a ride getting to know rob today <laughs> it really has oh.
2: he seems like a, he's going to be like a really nice guy as well because he's got that work i think that i mean he nearly killed himself making this film that's like, seriously he nearly killed himself
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's dedication to like to the core it really is and it's sad to think that back in 1982 when this was released it didn't get it because all the report like reviews and that I read of the time was the special effects is too much it was too much for 1982 whereas now
2: he he was only given a quarter of a million budget and when he saw yeah quarter of a million and he looked at it and went it can't be done for that month and the studio relented and um he got 750 million uh, 750 000 and that's all he had for the budget
1: and the budget the whole budget for the film was 15 million yeah so he didn't even get one fifteenth of that
2: yeah
1: yeah and everybody that's,
2: that's the work he did
1: but that's what everybody remembers that to be honest with you if someone said to me the thing the first thing that think, i think of is either the dog scene the double-headed scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's all the, the the different you know I th- I go to the special effects I I know yeah. Kurt Ross is in it but if someone said to me the thing yeah. I go to that I don't ever go to the character names mm-hmm. so yeah. for seven hundred and fifty thousand, the bloke did a lot of work for very little money to be I mean, a, the one thing that stands out the most
2: today that will be classed as a low-budget film but that was John Carpenter's first big budget studio film yeah, yeah. because everything he made before that was an independent
1: Mm-hmm. and do you know it's what the irony difference. is of that as well he uh, they had a fifty million budget they made 19.6 million at the box office which gave them a 4.6 million return um whilst it was still profit the studio thought it was a flop however the thing in 2011 had a 38 million budget um but it it only made 31.5 million which made the studio a loss of 6.5 million and um, the reason, numbers, but the reason for that is because of the CGI slash practical effects. hoo-ha They had mm-hmm. they actually shot a lot of the, the the whole movie, as far as I'm aware, with practical effects, and the, it was tried um, to the audiences, and the audiences right. just kept laughing, and so they decided it wasn't scary enough. So they then remastered those scenes with the CGI oh, yeah. things, and they took the practical effects out i one read. scene
2: still in, right? The autopsy scene, which is pretty much shot for shot off the 982 film, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, they pull it apart and all that's practical, and it looks phenomenal. It looks proper gruesome yeah. when they pull it apart. It's got like, he's got his
1: like, head in it. Yeah, that.
2: Oh, it looks yeah. minging. It looks like it's proper. It's trying to really...
1: form, isn't it? It's like you can still yeah. see teeth through the skin, you can still see the veins in the face. Who that that was some superior whoever did that, I didn't take the time to look. So no, sorry me neither. That.
0: I was too honestly too fascinated with this with Rob Button that I was like, I'm I'm locked in on this now. Sorry, <laughs> but when when I'm locked in on something, I'm like, right, this is what I want to know about.
2: <laughs> He's a genius.
0: And he really is, especially with the fact that even today, even now it's twenty twenty three and we are appreciating the work still appreciating the work that he did in this movie because it is it's like it's un it's unreachable to do. That's how it feels like.
2: I watched it last night and it looks good today as it did in 1982.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: it still it holds up better than pretty much every other film I've watched. And I've got a pet head at the moment, and it's CGI blood. Mm-hmm. Because they put it, I know why they do it. Because then it doesn't go on on the actor's clothing, so they don't have to wash it. Oh no! You don't have to like worry about continuity with eco. It can just be put in, but they put too much in, like in sprays when it wouldn't spray. Yeah. Or they put too. It's the wrong color, or it's like too red. It's really red. yeah it doesn't look like it's got any weight to it whereas in the in the 1982 version there is not one point of that film where it doesn't look like that's not real because it is real mm-hmm. oh wow it's it's got that stickiness to it
0: yeah because blood is sticky <laughs> yeah and it, as, like, as my, things, but mine and is, you
2: is see, my... like starting to run down but slowly
0: yeah, mine wouldn't do that. <laughs> I have an autoimmune disease where my blood does not do that, so <laughs> I would—you'd know it's me.
2: <laughs> but um, you could use I, that as a, a plot point in a horror film. Yeah, is all I'm saying.
0: Yep, you would know it's me. The one time I do appreciate CGI blood, and I think we've mentioned this before, possibly maybe not on this podcast, was Shaun of the Dead with the dart in the head, and it was funny. <laughs> like yes, just, that is, that's but, the one time i appreciated cgi but i think that's
2: been done purposefully yeah because of it's just to make it a funny moment when he pulls the dart out god that is that is a funny scene when he sticks up until it doesn't head happen head just like, goes that.
0: like that and then pulls back up again
2: yeah it doesn't happen like that when you pull a dart out of someone's head
1: no
0: but it's
2: oh
1: i feel like there's a story there mike
2: yeah i was we, <laughs> Me, we with kids maybe me, me, we sat throwing darts um at each other
1: as, as, you, as you, do. you do
2: yeah i was raised with lawn darts <laughs> oh no! so wow wow so the are... darts not really an issue and we were trying to get it as close as we, we used to play a game called split the kipper and for anyone who doesn't know what split the kipper is you stand next they stand in front of each other with a knife and you have to throw it at, like so you're stretching your feet further apart and then you split the kipper by throwing it directly in the middle except we used to get it close to each other's foot, feet as possible at the start. So you could win straight away. Obviously that caused some issues because you're throwing a knife at someone's feet. So throwing darts close to someone's head's not really a problem. Anyway, it bounced off the wall and stuck in his head. So I know exactly what it looks like when it, you pull a head, dart out of someone's head. Not like that stuck in as well.
0: I'm telling you now, Dan, if we no play split the kipper, you're getting a knife through the foot.
1: And on that note, I'll be right back. I've, I've just heard something's just gone off. I need to just find out what it is. You keep, you keep going. No I'll be back problem. in a second.
0: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you actually mentioned um, the thing on the podcast we did for the Sunday show. Mm-hmm. And there was a bit at the end, and I can't remember what it was, but I was trying my hardest to do to look into the ending of the movie. And I couldn't find what it was you were referencing. And then I didn't think to go back and actually look at the episode, but it was to do with the actual ending of it. Of right. Who had the, the thing?
2: The ending of the thing has has caused so many discussions and arguments online mm-hmm. because um, pe- different people keeps saying which one of the two at the end is the thing and there's various theories Um, as far as i can tell it comes down to childs is the thing Mm -hmm. because um you see a glint in mccready's eyes when they talk under each other and you don't see it in childs
0: i saw that theory today
2: when mccready talks there's um steam Mm-hmm. you don't see as much when childs does yeah and mccree offers childs a drink which childs wouldn't have taken because he already knows that the thing can be um, the infection can pass through saliva
0: mm-hmm.
2: but the theory is that mccree passes him um, a bottle with kerosene or these like petrol in, as it because he was throwing off cocktails earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Personally, I think it was just whiskey because he is an alcoholic. Ah, so, however, the prequel, the 2011 version, blows the entire theory out the out the water. Ah,
0: just to catch that because, off. We'll talk about because
2: Keith, because Keith David has an earring, mm. so the Dad. thing can't have an earring.
1: Yeah, can't do biological and uh, non biological things like fill yep. hip replacements, things like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, Keith gave us an ear. Keith gave it A Dave picture an fell down.
1: <gasps> oh, <laughs> a picture fell down outside. Sorry, it's those you know, those magic strip things. I just had yes. a dunk dunk and I thought, as Rob fallen down the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, <laughs> but no, it wasn't. So I just thought I'd go check, but sorry about that. Yeah, do no, um, I should yes. apologize? We're just I talking heard... about the ending. I heard the but, interview yeah, so... with Keith, David, about what his opinion was about the end. And I'll let you, I yeah, I'll let you finish. I love, but... I
2: love that line. Yeah, so um, Keith Day was asked at a horror convention about the ending. And he says, well, I don't know about anybody else, but I know I wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love was, that. There were so many videos on YouTube of the ending explained. And there was one of them that really, like, honestly, he's taught, he taught. It was he was good because of what he what how the video was put together. He just went really too fast for us, and he was going and this court's being changed, but like this wouldn't have been done on purpose. Da, da, da. And the glint in his eye, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, slow down.
2: But all of that's all of that's If the prequel is canon, yeah. Charles has an earring in his right ear. Yeah. Right. And you you see it when he turns. He turns to the left, and you see it in his right ear, and that then proves he's human. Right.
0: The board, and neither the, of them. Had the it. fact
2: in the prequel they used the the fillings. Yeah. To verify if the humans instead of having a blood test, it kind of it does destroy that entire theory, which I'm mm. kind of disappointed at to be honest, because I thought yeah that could be, that's legitimately a good theory.
1: I like the fact that uh, there was three different endings. To talk about. Did you just talk yeah. about that? I just want. Yeah. No, no, we yeah. Just, and, no not yet. All oh, right. Okay. Just the trials um, been a thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, yeah it, was, see, it was something
0: Mike had mentioned on the the pod, the podcast when he was on on the Sunday show, and I just wanted to go into a bit more detail
1: about it. Yeah, I mean the they, the the one was that they were both going to turn, and yeah. it was going to turn into a weird hybrid Russell keith david uh, monster thing to finish it off with yeah um, i think another one was charles was left to freeze to death whilst mccready got on a plane and he got rescued and he turned around and he said to them something along the lines of has anybody got any hot food i'm hungry or something yeah. like that which was supposed to prove the fact that he wasn't one of them as well when he was being flown away mm-hmm. um but the, the one that they went with was everybody's favorite because they left it on the cliffhanger because mm. no one knew obviously with suggested the by thing. kurt russell really
2: yeah suggested by kurt russell he he thought it would have been better if it was ambiguous and john carpenter agreed completely but john carpenter kept the thing and who was infected hidden from everybody as he filmed it even though the film has a massive spoiler mm-hmm. if you can speak norwegian at the start
1: yes i've read I've it, got I've, it always... I've got it on what? here as well no you do it, it. I don't write it down. I've I've got it here. Right. It says, get the hell out of there. That's not a dog. It's some sort of thing. It's imitating a dog. It isn't real. Get away, you idiots. Yep. So
2: Which any Norwegian speaker (laughs) gives away the film right at the beginning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I saw that on one of my videos today. It was like, if you can speak Norwegian, this film is ruined for you. Right at the beginning. and then it's they did so the translation
2: wonderful. of it <laughs> and also there's no subtitles even on the dvd version of norwegian to yeah. english
0: oh well, i'm glad My you said that because
2: purposely left in norwegian with mm, no so
0: you
1: oh, that is english
0: so fucking clever you see i'm so glad you mentioned that because i am actually go- i will go and watch this even though i know i should have done it beforehand but it's just only because of what i've been watching today i'm like i'm, ge- I'm getting it i am getting it. understand why people love this so much for and i've done it without actually refreshing myself on the movie um but i tend to go to alternative places to find my movies to watch and not all of them have subtitles as i learned with snowpiercer watch the whole in- end of snowpiercer without oh. any subtitles to realize i didn't have a fucking clue what was going on oh, and then i can't ha- understand if you don't
2: understand korean <laughs>
0: Tell us about it. We're sitting there go, like, literally going, should, the, should we know what's going on here? Or is this something where we're not meant to know? And then all of a sudden it like kind of ends and we go, huh? So we had to go back and try and find the subtitles. Funnily enough,
2: that's one of the grimmest endings ever. Those Looks two awful. kids are dead. Baffle. No, they're doomed. That's a polar bear. Yeah. They're dead. <laughs> they're awful. the only animal that will literally hunt humans and eat them. Unless you're <laughs> Brian Blessed. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that's a nobody messes with Brian bear. I mean, I there's a couple of things that uh, I found out today about how the original opening scene for the for the 1982 version was going to be uh, the chopper pilot spinning out of control and disappearing um, behind a mountain, basically, and um, chasing the dog to the station whilst being lit on fire but john hated it because he said it was too cliche yet um, they used that in the prequel when joel's flying off and it spins yeah. out of control falls behind the mountain to be fair they weren't on fire when they came back but God, they used that, that bothered me it was shit it was no need for bo- it
2: it bothered me because it's like you've just seen a helicopter crash you'd go and check there, you mates <laughs> no you wouldn't just leave them oh it's a bit of a storm I don't care you've got a snowcat go and check
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to be friends with anybody in these way stations oh, if God, you no go outside you're all dead that's it never mind not at
0: all can I ask a question mm-hmm. why are they there
2: um to get um <laughs> ice core samples yeah right. it's some, some it's
0: science
1: thing yeah
2: it's mentioned in the prequel um and that's pretty much what they do in Antarctica right. because there's there's, um, there's this oh god we're going down the rabbit hole of <clears throat> crazy people <laughs> bad earthers
0: <clears throat>
2: um, <laughs> obviously there's an antarctica record that every country's um signed so they're not allowed to drill for resources in Antarctica it's still got vast amount of resources underneath and nobody's allowed to get them. Why? Because every country's
0: That was such a naive government. thing for me to say why. <laughs>
2: because I'll be honest, it, would all cause, it would pretty much cause a world war. And mm. it's far enough away from everywhere that no one has any sort of rights over it.
0: Right. Got yeah.
2: Because it you have to it's a long journey to get there and it's a long, dangerous journey to get there right so everybody's agreed that nobody goes so the only thing on there are science stations um i know you can go that's supposed to be a lot of money but you can go to antarctica to visit but you have to go you can only go certain times of the year because of the weather
0: i'm good i'm good
2: it looks cold
0: oh, oh. not yeah, gonna lie a bit.
2: looks cold even a
0: little me. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the x-file episode alone just made us go i'm all right yeah. All right. You can stay there. Stay in the ice. I mean, stay in the cold.
2: I mean, the Arctic's caused a lot of the Arctic itself has caused a lot of problems, but obviously that's connected to Russia and America and to like Canada. So that has got land either side of it, whereas mm-hmm. Antarctica doesn't. Nothing's connected to it. So nobody so can put a flag no on the
1: Yeah,
0: Nobody's oh. been able to claim it. No one can stick a flag in and go, Mine! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my childish
1: brain. Um, one of my favourite facts that I found out was the dog. You know, the the because they used the scene with the dog, um, obviously, at the beginning Jed. of the first one. Jed. 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 Sorry, we, the name just come to my head. He, um, they, you re, they reused that specific part of the scene. They took the footage and reused it as the end into the prequel.
2: So oh, they didn't really? reshoot
1: that. That was exactly the same footage to tie um, it in.
2: That dog? Has a, a fairly decent c- yeah.
0: He's a re- John White carpenter Fang. was so impressed with him.
2: White two too. of the White Wolf, the journey of Natty Gunn. He was 18
1: um, when was, he
2: died, he was, yeah, 1977.
0: That's to, um, good for 1995. Eight. Well, he's a cross, he's a cross of um a wolf and um uh, an Alaskan wolf Malamute, dog. yeah. So, a wolf dog he's, and Alaskan um, Malamute
2: but he had a he got he got praised in the film because he had a thousand yard stare and that's how he got the part i love how you, just every time you see that dog it's just staring off in the space it looks perfect
0: john carpenter said it was the easiest easiest um i don't know how to say this right because it's not a person but easiest actor to deal with <laughs> he just did as <laughs> Which he just is everyone
2: says that the things you shouldn't work with are animals and children yeah and yet that dog proves that if you get the right dog
0: good on you jed he's a beautiful dog though
2: oh he's so good looking. oh he's a
0: gorgeous dog it just see i'm very funny when it comes to animals in movies i need to know what is what is happening and and, and had to tell it like he was like the whole dog scene is not going to be very nice are you going to be okay to watch it yeah and i was like I don't know i'll give it a try and i'll like sit there like fingers like that oh, but I, well that's what i have to try and keep telling myself because i understand shit. practical effects so i'm like you have to keep reminding myself
1: that's not really them and a lot but of one, it was shot in reverse as well
2: yeah. so the only dogs that we use in the kennel scene is only when um one gets sprayed uh yeah all one... of the other dogs in that entire scene are puppets mm-hmm um and the noises like this is an odd one
1: yeah i heard this and, one i don't like it at
0: all
2: no i don't <laughs> like it either Colour, oh is
0: this with the round the way rounded, rounded all, all the dogs strays. up mm-hmm.
2: and then he walked oh. around he put them all in his house and walked around the house wearing a long trench coat knocking on the windows just freaked them out and got them to bark
1: <laughs> yeah i don't and like he, it but it's so fucking ridiculous i mean. Like, that's a level to go to, to get a dog bark. Yeah, but the trench coat, the dogs aren't going to give a shit if you <laughs> get a trench coat on a dog. They can see it.
0: The if people they str- outside
1: can. If they're strays, you don't know who he is anyway. It's not, like- <laughs> it's not like they're going to recognise him as the owner. And they're not good with houses, I imagine, either. No. So I mean- <laughs> oh.
2: That's just weird.
0: That's, oh, that's that is-
1: bizarre. Yeah, that, is that is a is weird
0: something- thing to do. <laughs> it's the trench court. I didn't even like think <laughs> the dogs don't give a shit, but I tell you what, the people outside who are watching will when you bang it on the, the, court, the
2: I wonder if anyone like would maybe should we tell the police? There's a trench yeah. coat man on the windows.
1: <laughs> Back in the day though, the only people that wore trench coats were flashers, right? Yeah. So
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> he was and taking the- a risk. I mean, the thing is they risk. were
2: called flasherbacks. For
1: yeah. most of my life
0: they were called flashimax i still call them flashimax <laughs> yeah. So. yeah and then the goths took them in the 90s
1: so yeah lost, the lost the flashes yeah. lost them <laughs> did you know though this was what another one of my favorite facts i found out that the scene where is it copper uh, the doctor is is the scene. i
0: wouldn't have been, been able to see
1: it um he they actually used and this was bloody clever for a stunt guy an amputee
2: yep double amputee.
1: yeah so when he pulled his hands out he had two stumps so john wanted real he didn't want special effects on that because he said it would look weird um so they had a a life cast of the of the guy copper made uh and then they made a latex mask of him stuck it on the guy (laughs) and then you have him going and you don't really sort of pay attention to the mask because you're too busy looking at his arms yeah, so, they just
2: bloody up the stumps. Mm, but that, that scene
1: is so impressive.
2: It looks like I see it watching it again, like today and last night. That scene is so iconic, and it it looks so horrifically realistic. And then you think, mm-hmm. oh, that's because it was.
0: Yeah, that man didn't have
2: any arms. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't just green screened out. He didn't have any arms.
0: Wow this is really like one yeah. of the realest of real like why you know what i mean but like everything is nothing's computerized oh. no
1: i love uh, that's very bit. rare that you can say that it still makes me go a bit Ugh. you know when you're sitting watching it I, I pull faces even though i'm not actually physically disgusted or feel sick mm. like I, I don't actually feel, but i can sit there like you know like the bit with a head It's breaking off the body, and it has that oozy, goozy kind of like strawberry jam. No, it's not green. green, Yeah, and and it's it's like he's falling off, and then it sort of rolls off, and then the spider legs come out of his head, and it's shaking, and it's um, still jam. (laughs) It recently went up into the. uh, It went up in the prop store auctions um the spider head oh,
0: how much and did that I, go for
1: it was going for about 200 to three hundred thousand. I don't know what it made I don't know if it's gone through yet but but still
0: though that's that's a lot that's a lot of cheese for a bit of it something
2: that was made for not even that much <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean so they used prepare, jam, I had then. the money yeah so I used, used, used a lot of jam yeah I used a lot of jam the consistency and obviously, to be able to see things, um, obviously color and changing. But yeah, you got to think how things appear on camera.
1: Yeah, I was so just trying to think th- of that scene, and and it is kind of the the blood is gooey, isn't it? Like yeah. you said, Mike, it's got that yeah. sticky. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah then it, it's like when, it
2: even when the, the skin parts, it, it it stretches first, and then it starts to tear. You see the tears form.
0: Oh, I've just got a bit cold inside <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's it's that
0: I have seen so many death scenes today obviously because when people are talking about the thing that's what they're talking about because that's where the major special effects come into it so I've mm. watched a lot of death scenes today the only one I didn't so, watch was the who killed who video
2: well funnily <laughs> enough I've got a list of the victims and when they became the victims see that's what i like
1: a man who does his homework
2: um in the <laughs> original 1982 version it, before going any further death count oh
1: death yeah count, what's
0: the two, what's the tool
2: get it wrong you get it wrong
0: get it wrong
2: in the first film 1982 mm-hmm. version um there is 14 possible deaths now i have to say possible because there's two at the end that survive mm-hmm. but maybe don't
0: right so there's
2: 12 actual deaths in the film right and there's only 12 people mentioned in the film but Matthias and Lars both die at the start
1: oh, Matthias right. is
2: the helicopter pilot
1: yeah
2: and Lars is shot by Gary and um, dead meat didn't mention them too oh, but,
1: nice. see he's someone who I do Go to for death
2: counts, yeah. dead meat. So, but, um, yeah, he never mentioned those two. Because so, there's, hang on, so,
1: there's 14
0: officially confirmed. 14.
2: Well, officially 12 definitely dead. Uh huh. But then the last two, obviously, charles and McCready, it's left ambiguous. I'm one gonna answer, that because
0: that's going to be interesting for one of our future episodes, right? So,
2: <laughs> so the first one, Norris is the first is patient zero. And Norris is the silhouette that the dog walks into the room. Yeah. That then makes sense.
1: Because eh? he went all nuts, didn't he? He was the one who started no, Norris
2: is the one that has a heart attack.
1: Yeah, the old fellow uh Wilfred brimley Norris.
2: No. Oh no, Blair. ginger
1: one. The ginger one. Yes. yes. Yep, ginger got one, he
2: yeah. has a heart attack. And that shows that the thing imitates him the way he is and doesn't realize that the heart's got a defect in it right so he has a heart attack because he would have a heart attack he has a weak heart right mm. and it's Palmer, and yeah. the only reason you know it's palm is because Knowles finds his long johns right and yeah Knowles, so those two are off screen they get assimilated off screen bennings you see yep yeah. Bennings is the one that actually gets taken over and you actually see him, and he's got the hands.
1: And that was the scene that they had to add in at the last minute because people didn't understand, the the editor couldn't understand the context of the thing. So they had to film that way after they filmed the entire movie to show the editor this is what was happening to them off screen. So he could understand. bizarrely
2: clears up um, a plot point later. Because you hear your windows drop the keys yeah. as he runs out. Which is how the thing can get in the blood and take all the blood out. yeah And you only hear that. <laughs> After Bennings, Blair's the next one to be assimilated. Yes. Because there's twelve days between Blair getting locked up and then the end moment.
1: Yeah, and that's Brimley, isn't
2: it? Yeah. What um, Brimley? Yeah, North, I've got
1: North
2: North <laughs> fuchs is killed by blair and fuchs is the one burned up
0: mm-hmm.
2: to find him outside clark's killed by norr uh, clark's uh, is killed when norris has a heart attack because um McCreen yeah. shoots him in the head
1: yeah clark Toward is also clark. just just a quick hark back clark is also re- played by um richard mauser uh who is also richie tozer in the TV yes I thought I it. recognized that Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I just thought I'd add that in. And Wolf Brimley was in cocoon.
0: Yes.
2: Not Clark. Clark's the doctor. Clark. Cooper. Cooper's the one shot by McCready. But funny enough, Copper's the next one anyway. So it's Clark first with the arms.
1: No, Copper's the one with the arms. Clark's No,
2: Copper's the Copper's the one with the dogs. Is The, he? the other way around. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 Copper's the doctor some of the dogs
1: yeah
2: then it's windows because he's killed by palmer
1: that was funny that i'm not going to lie that scene still makes me laugh to this day where the head splits open and he gobbles his head up and he's flailing him around and you can tell (laughs) it's like a rag doll man and and the body's just doing this like (laughs) when it's trapped in the head and oh that that did make me laugh last night don't know what that (laughs) says about me mind but
2: (laughs) and then you have um gary and Knowles, who well Gary's killed by Blair,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he gets the hand in the face and his face stretched. Mm. Knowles you don't see die. He's killed off screen. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there's Charles and McCready at the end. Now, Not, yeah, I've seen a really interesting theory. McCready's the thing.
1: Well, really from the start, like from the, from very, the start, very beginning.
2: Well, I don't know when it happened, but Knowles finds McCready's uniform ripped to pieces and that's why he cuts him off. Yeah. That's never explained. No. No explanation about that. That's just it, left.
1: He calls him out on it saying, I found this in the thing, but that's about yeah. as far as it goes, is not it?
2: That's as far as it goes. There are plenty of scenes where McCready has been um on his own when nobody's been around him for hours. And that's never explained there's Mm. multiple scenes where he's coming back in from being somewhere he goes to see blair on his own Mm. there's lots there's lots of little bits so what they're saying is at the end when he hands childs the bottle he could be giving him a part of the infection to infect him because he's already he's already a thing Mm. And the blood test he knew it was going to work but he'd already switched blood because he had access to the blood because the keys were dropped by windows earlier in the film
1: did you see the fake hands so- scene though with the blood oh. this you is something you might have seen it it's, it's...
2: it's only because i watched for it this time yeah last mm-hmm. night i've never noticed that before because that scene is so tense and when that blood goes off mm-hmm. i can see why he didn't want a hand there
1: yeah it's it's literally i don't know where his actual hand is i presume he's holding like a stick hand right he's holding the petri dish and when he does put the um conductor in to see yeah i've yeah, watched happened, the scene loads of times today yeah that's that's a fake hand holding the petri yeah. dish a petri dish however we're saying it and uh because of the explosion being so violent he had to keep it you know he didn't want to be holding the thing so
0: I did yeah. not know that, and I've seen it because obviously that's leading up to the the scene where the guy gets eaten, isn't it? Palmer. It's the bit, yeah, it's
1: the bit where he's sitting there and he goes, "Well, you get me out of this fucking or, chair." That is, is so two, intense that moment where they're me, all tied up.
2: There's two of my favourite lines in this film, and they all link to that one scene. <laughs> the first one is when they when they burn the bodies and the spider head comes off, and Palmer turns round. And he just looks over, and he literally just says, "You gotta be fucking
0: kidding!" Yeah, <laughs> and it's just
2: so—it's just such an iconic moment. It's like that is
0: classed me. as one of the one of the greatest lines for movies because of t- the, the, co- the context of where it comes from. Is Gary's
2: line. When it's all—it's all gone quiet, and he's just suddenly he went. I know you gentlemen have been through a lot. But when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this window, window tied to this fucking couch. And I'm like, that one, absolutely genius.
1: Because he kept such... his cool, but oh, the whole way through, he was on a sort of level, wasn't he? And that was the first time you see him lose his shit. And he's seen all that crap happen, and he doesn't lose his shit until they kept him tied to a chair. That- it's the way he said it. So oh. calm at the start. I know you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind awfully? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. not, to, not to
2: rush you or anything,
1: but. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: when I was watching that earlier today, I felt myself moving around. Like I move around a lot. If anyone watched Sunday's episode, you will realize how fidgety I actually am. who and Michael. I had to sit next to him and I was like, it's what? Sitting with my legs crossed, then my legs weren't crossed, then they were crossed again, then I was on the side, then I was that side. I move around all over the place. I literally felt like I was going to come out of my chair, watching that scene today, watching all of them flail around in their chairs, trying to get out. It was you. Were, it was so intense. And I felt like I was sitting with them. I was like, there's no one here. <laughs> well, do we have any more interesting factoids? Oh, yes. Oh, dear.
2: <laughs> so um they use a lot of fire in the film um and when they are oh no, which one of these which they're getting rid of one of the bodies it's, I think it's Bennings no it's Palmer right when they run outside to burn Palmer's body when Palmer is, runs out and they chase after him and they burn him they stru- th- they throw a stick of dynamite under the fire and when and I found this out listening to the um Kurt Russell talk about it on the um oh I can't remember the thing for it commentary? when they talk about it on the DVD commentary. him and John Carpenter are talking about the commentary and he's and Kurt Russell says when I was told he says just throw it in the fire and it'll explode and as long as you stood about he you'll be all right
1: yeah
2: and they got that so wrong and if you watch that scene you see Kurt Russell get blown back off the explosion and it's real yeah he, he actually got his hair singed and he was in danger oh, of hair. Up. he was too close to the fire because it's proper fuel and fire that they're using yeah which does make the prequel look really bad when they're using kerosene and they light it and it's like i've seen barbecues go up with more <laughs> dust i'm not gonna lie
1: <laughs>
0: do you Amazing. know out of, out of all the facts i learned today do you know the one that really surprised us more than anything that's really kurt russell's beard
1: mm-hmm. i generally
0: thought it was fake
1: it's a oh. thing of beauty it, is it really is that's a you, growth
0: of beard i thought no man can grow a beard like that but there's it's
1: something about it it's like sorry sorry
0: what? i know at the time <laughs> i know i should say that my function. husband's got exactly the same beard
1: <laughs> it's something about it it looks very well screened yeah yes, for a guy like... that lives on an outpost in
0: the middle yeah of the <laughs> it's br- it looks like it's brushed and oiled and you know well kept and this is why i didn't think oh. it was real
2: um there was a copyright issue with superstitious
0: really, oh, but the the son song? really
2: wasn't in the film the yeah. song was in the film um Knowles is playing it and bennings complains and he goes to turn down and leaves it walks hmm. off um it had to be removed from the original cut and Universal had, a, uh, had to then speak to Steve Wonder the he, he okayed it to be in And that's why it was back in the film.
0: Hello, Mr Wonder. It was Wonder. a copyright
2: issue originally.
0: <laughs>
2: um, the helicopter that's blown up is still actually in British Columbia and its rotors have been taken as a, um, somebody went to British Columbia to
1: see the where it was filmed.
0: They took them the off the them. helicopter and took it home.
1: Yeah. They took them home. How can you fit yeah. helicopter rotor Just the little ones off the back. I was going to say cheek. Not the, not that, the w- that would have been impressive though, <laughs> man. <comments. laughs> I was going to say under we the arms. Arm.
0: <laughs> <accustomed. laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing to see here
0: sir. Um I have nothing to declare. No, <laughs> not Today. <nothing>. She <laughs> did
2: broke his hand before filming in British Columbia which is why all the scenes in British Columbia got gloves on because he had he had to hide his cast
0: some of it was filmed in los angeles wasn't it
2: everything that was filmed in los angeles keith david doesn't have gloves on everything was filmed in british columbia he has gloves on
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i heard that they lowered the set to below 40 or something really disgusting um to, to make the the um, to make it tie in, but I also heard that Kurt Russell had a habit of taking huge puffs of a cigarette just before they shout. The over exaggerate, so yeah. So he could yeah. say how cold it was outside. Which I, I remember was quite seeing ingenious. that today. I yeah. thought,
0: yeah, I thought that's a way to you know get your habit in and you know kick that <laughs> craving and then you know give that really good effect. Yeah, I read that today that he over he used smoke like actual cigarette smoke to over exaggerate the. <laughs> the breath
1: <laughs> i heard that it took 50 puppeteers to do that final scene of the yep. the uh the, the half face half dog dog person thing Same. at the end um it took 50 puppeteers i mean that's that's how some... many did it take to do the alien queen eight not as many i want to say 18.
2: yeah i think wow, it was 18.
1: okay okay I do have it written down, so if I you know. Would like we talked, converse, we I, I talked. We
0: talked about it because that is a big, big puppet too. But that—that that seems more. Was 18? it
1: eighteen? I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm just going back on the note.
0: If if anyone's listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, Dan is just conversing with her notes from a previous episode <laughs> that we did
1: on Alien. Because Dan is OCD, and Dan does keep notes for every episode me what too I, but in like my this.
0: now mine are in my new horror notebook nice <laughs> like it
2: um speaking of Keith David yeah he wasn't the first choice for childs there was three other actors that were in running for that part mm. And I don't know how I feel about these three. (laughs) Oh, Ernie Hudson,
0: Uh, ah,
2: Carl Weathers, mm, no, and Bernie Casey,
0: Mm. the comedian. Ernie Hudson, yeah. Ernie Hudson's too kind. He's too kind natured to do something because he's quite like he's not. He's I wouldn't say he's an awful person, but he's very.
1: Have you seen him in, um, Christ, what was it? Not Was it Mimic? No, not Mimic. Which one? Really? Ernie? That, that, that terrible film with Tim Curry. Um, Ernie Hudson plays that, uh, I don't know whether it's like a CIA agent or he's some sort of like in between. Um, and it's about the diamonds and they go out and then there's the gorillas and it's...
0: Son, is this just a is this just a dream no. it sounds like a fever dream rock on a to yeah
1: i watched it i watched it recently <laughs> it was on tv and it was absolutely shockingly shit and tim curry plays like a a south african guy play pretend to be russian oh and it, f- fuck,
0: it just, i think i know what you're talking about
1: yeah and uh oh my god Not um, Hawk. excuse me and it was 16 puppeteers was it Brilliant yeah for the, the it, for the queen, for the alien queen, yes. So, this is by far outweighed any other um piece of stuff. Wow, effects. I
2: okay.
1: mean, it's a fair
2: size mind. I can understand why they've used so many,
1: especially with the scene where the uh the dog comes out. I mean, that's got yeah. to be some.
2: I mean, each <laughs> section of it would have its own. Was it
1: Congo? Congo, yeah, yeah
2: thankfully I've never seen that film, and with what you've said I'm not going to
1: (laughs) yeah if you want a laugh for sheer awful tacky why has this got so many famous people in it and yeah the cast is quite um yeah was this made kind of thing Um, Laura Linney in it yeah um and it's got Bruce Campbell in it as well
2: as her husband boyfriend anything for a money door
1: course he will and he openly admits <laughs> it and that's why i like him
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it does end the immediate one um,
1: um but yeah sp- he, yeah he's uh the, anyway going back to the part that any that had some played in that he played a bit of an arsehole in that so it, it was refreshing to see so i believe he could do it but there's something about keith david's mannerisms that he carried he carried it that seems same... so military like i don't know 26
2: something... when he started as well
1: was he really he was only what?
2: 26 he's only 26 in that film
0: he looks older
2: he does but if you look at him later on he doesn't look any older
0: no, no he doesn't no he doesn't
1: at all does he looks he? the
2: same age i think he's a phenomenal actor i love him he does when the voice of spawn in the cartoon and, he also oh,
1: does uh he was the cat in Coraline. um he it's the it's him going up against uh Roddy Piper in They Live. They live. And when they're having that brawl out in the car park out the back, and you're like one of my favourite
2: fight scenes of all time.
1: That would make him around 30 then when he when he did yeah. that, if it was about four years different. So yeah, I mean, Roddy must have been around the same age as Keith, not much more. He that, wasn't that one. old when he died. No, I mean he did Sunny, didn't he? And that was his last thing, uh Roddy Piper's uh, the Trash Man episode was the last mm. one last thing he ever filmed that i'm aware oh, well, of
0: yeah um, he wasn't that old but wrestlers tend not to be when they pass away unfortunately
2: oh, i watch a lot of dark side of the ring and know yeah. they, they tend to be yeah young. me
1: too I've, I'm, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm very well into that one but only if the ones i know i'm not not good i'm not up on the new wrestlers i'm like yeah i was so well into the chris benoit episodes the, um, oh. The Macho Man Randy Savage, the Ultimate Warrior episodes—that you know, all the old school ones from me growing up. Well, when I was enough, got the it.
2: new series has a bam, bam Bigelow in, and that's a it brilliant is. episode.
1: I've heard it. Yeah. See, we started
0: watching it when it when the new series came out, so I've seen the Sunny one. Fucky, that is crazy, it crazy. Yeah. <clears> really yeah. crazy. Yeah, and the Owen Hart
1: Hart
0: really crazy. <laughs> the, <laughs> hmm?
1: the Owen Hart episode is just. Broke wait,
0: my heart, literally.
1: So you, could have been avoided. Wait till you
2: watch Marty Jinnetti. Yes,
1: I've heard That's the is, one that's just come out, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Marty I've well, been Gennetti watching them,
0: and he says it's been is,
2: crazy. I have never seen anybody as blatantly delusional and blatantly crazy as that man.
0: Really? Is he so still likeable. alive?
2: Yes. He is one of the most likable people you will watch. Do you know, there's st- one... There's one on the new
0: series There's one on the new series of the guy who slapped the 60 seconds um, Dr. Death Fucking love him I could listen to him all day Dan, that episode is an absolute treasure of an episode Because of how Brilliant he is He's so fucking open and honest about the whole industry Like, he was just Really cool to watch
1: (laughs) But going off on a little tangent Isn't that why um... What's his name Oh shit, bed the, he actually produces dark side of the ring um Jericho. Chris Jericho yeah there we go he's been blacklisted hasn't he and because of all of this well, the WWE, shit.
2: yeah yeah but he's in the he, AEW now he doesn't care
1: yeah because he did this he, he wanted to expose the dark sides because he wanted people to understand how yeah. ruthless it was so he became a co-producer or or something to do he, he wrote yeah. it, it something like that um and now he concentrates on his music as well as obviously AEW but yeah, the I think it's really fascinating. Chris he was Jericho, so...
0: he has such a weird relationship with Vince McMahon in the WWE because he can, in one set, in one breath, can go, fuck you, and then the next be like, yeah, I'll sign a contract with you. Like, he has no, it's not not loyalty, it's just work.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's all it is. He's, <laughs> uh, he's a fascinating man. Anyway, <laughs> I've got another factoid.
2: Yay! <laughs> before Wilfred Brimley was cast well, yes. John Brimley. wanted somebody else as Blair on, he then. wanted Donald Pleasance oh because that he oh right outweigh. yeah
1: that would have worked
2: however Donald Pleasance had scheduled conflicts and couldn't take the role
0: was it was what it was got it?
2: that far it was because he was scheduled to do something else
0: Oh, that's the that's... only
2: reason and Wilfred brimley was more famous in america than All pleasance was at the time <laughs> because he was on tv more
1: mm-hmm. about the
0: diabetes every time <laughs> did wilford you know what brimley.
1: this is the thing that gets me about wilford brimley a little known fact is that he used to be a bodyguard for howard hughes the recluse guy with the tissue box shoes Who we're talking
2: thing from another world
1: uh yeah exactly and he was his bodyguard <laughs> he was his bodyguard I couldn't get my head around Will that f- I mean Brimley? he's like two foot nothing well that's how he looks to me you know when you're trying to get he does look tall no no but really I didn't think that Russell was as tall as he,
0: as you pointed out earlier I thought five, he was ten, like
1: 5'11 yeah
0: is, is, well I'm five nine, so I'm not that far off him
1: yeah
0: I also a bit he doesn't shorter?
2: pretend to be tall he doesn't need to I think does he he? Be, personally I think he could have played anything I love them in. Uh, I love anything Kurt Russell's
0: in, though. I don't think you can ever turn around and say, that wasn't a good Kurt Russell film. Or Kurt Russell was not good in that film.
1: Yeah, I was Because I, I can it's...
0: say that about the hateful age. And Tomahawk
1: people are always on the fence about with, with Russell in it as well. Mm. Um, because they say that it's the one that scene a... that makes the movie not Kurt Russell. So I, I haven't seen it all the way through. I got bored and turned off. <laughs> So, <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh, well.
2: When John Carpenter started to make the thing, he was going to make it in black and white. And I think he instead, it, he oh, just included all colours instead.
0: Yeah. Mm, I think that would have taken away a lot from the actual practical effects. I feel like what you need to see that, that properly. You
2: know what? I'm saying that if you watch um, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, the first quarter of an hour is all in black and white um and there's someone who gets whipped with a chain nice. and those special effects because it's in black and white looks so good mm. it looks like it's realistic whereas mm. later in the film it kind of doesn't when you put the color back in right but black and white does make it look a little bit more because obviously then the blood's just black doesn't have to be any other color
0: yeah I'm just trying the to picture are- in my head, but, you know, it's late. I,
1: I actually found out how the logo was made at the beginning. And I'm what? not sure if this is true or not. That the, the, the logo. Thing.
0: The fish um, tank.
1: Yeah. I heard this. Now, to me, this sounds bizarre. Now, if I've got this wrong, you'll, you'll have to tell me, Mike. I'm sure you will. But they, from what I, I could understand, they put uh, sort of like a carrier bag or a plastic bag over a fish tank full of um like smoke and then they set it on fire on the outside yeah. and it yeah. that's what you see the thing is how it writes itself in the it when it's that's, on fire
2: that is how <laughs> everybody claims that title was made yeah which is i find bizarre
1: exactly i can't get my head around how that it i
2: mean fair enough if that's how they've done it it's
1: amazing it's a hell of a around about the houses way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, "That this has to be a bullshittery one. Someone's sneaked in, you know, that's not been um, verified." But yeah, I just I, I kept thinking because if you watch that snippet of the thing, how it burns into the the screen, mm. you'll see what looks like flickers of fire, but it's blue. Because obviously he changed all the colours, oh. um, but you see these little flickers. So it's sort of you think to yourself, oh well, yeah. If you're thinking of it in the context of that, it's been set on fire to create the words. Mm-hmm. But the words were so specifically carved out that it can't be fire. I, I don't, I don't know. In my head, I'm like, I'm trying to get my head around how they did it. And
2: I, I read that, and I, do, I have. That's one of the ones I'm like,
1: is that true? Mm. Because, but it's so out
2: there that it probably is. Yeah, but it's who thought that is a genius. I
0: mean, it's, it's, there's some geniuses working in this film. Let's be honest, because of it, the actual like the idea that everything that you see is something that someone has created. It still blows my mind how how much practical effect. Because I always I love like. I, I always bang on about practical effects, should be used in everything. And this actually has a film where there is nothing touched by a computer at all.
2: The thing I love about this film is um, McCready's got a massive backstory. It's never once mentioned.
0: <laughs> no!
2: Never once yeah. mentioned. <laughs> McCready is a Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. He was a Vietnam vet helicopter pilot who was involved in a tragedy during the war, which has left him both ashamed and disgraced, which is why he's working as a pilot in Antarctica.
1: I bet you friendly fire or some shit like he's that. He's got
2: PTSD it? and he's an alcoholic and he's got chronic insomnia, which is why he says to Childs that he's a real light sleeper. Yeah. And that's the only line that alludes to it, but yeah. it's never mentioned apart from you see him drinking and he makes that line about being a real light sleeper and that's the own. And he's got um, army fatigues
0: Before that he
2: wears. You- yeah.
0: Before you knew that, would you have associated that with him when you first seen no. it? No.
2: Well, kind of. I'll definitely, it, it seems like ex-military uh, yeah. a pilot.
1: Mm. There's some sort when of when it like... was
2: made, kind of fits in with the Vietnam War.
1: Mm. Yeah, Vietnam. He would,
2: he would have been around the right age to be an ex-Vietnam War vet. Yeah, v- Seven, yeah, because
1: 70s, seventies, 70s, seventies, yeah.
2: Vietnam yeah. War ended in 70, 71.
1: Yeah.
2: Average age of, a, of a,
0: that's true. What a,
2: somebody who fought in Vietnam was 19, famously yeah. mm-hmm. said in the song. <laughs>
0: 19. 19. 19. <laughs> yeah,
2: which I mean, that would put him in his early to mid 30s, which yeah. is
1: pretty that much right.
0: how old he is in the film.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It Time wise, it fits.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's and not it out of the realms spread. of possibility. No. So I mean,
1: now, I we well, want to know was, what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Why is well, this? Well, what
2: mentioned. did you do? It's <laughs> never mentioned anywhere that I can find about his backstory, apart from that's where it's hinted at.
1: Right. Yeah. Then we make a pact. If Kurt Russell ever comes to a convention, one of us oh, has to go up at the QA <laughs> and say, What were you disgraced for in the thing? Because we all really need to know. Yes. And could you say it
0: into this microphone, please, so I can get it from the <laughs> podcast? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: or oh, as <laughs> grim as the thing looks in the film that's not how it was supposed to look in the storyboards in the storyboards, it was supposed to be a lot worse really Mike 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 plug yeah his name's mike plug who did the storyboard for it had it drawn up and there was a section of it which had um the it's called a superior half of gary's body riding a spider-like version of blair numerous tentacles come out of his inflated stomach and rear end and that was one of the sections there was another one that had um intricate bodies with multiple heads bulging skeletal remains and huge blisters and molten chunks of flesh
1: see are there something about body horrors because I'd say this falls into that category yeah a lot massively. of people say no it's it's a sci-fi and I'm like I, I I see where you are but I raise you and I give you body horror because yeah. It's it has body
2: horror. Uh, definitely body horror
1: yeah it, it, you've got I, tentacles
0: coming out of things man how are you
1: but then you look at what's been the things that have imitated it up to this date, and this isn't mm. a spoiler so for anybody can come at me in the witcher right the tv series that's out at the moment there's been numerous uses of something that looks very much like it it's come from a Cronenberg like the Cronenberg realms mm. or exactly the John Camp- yeah the John Carman said it and yep. you look at it and I'm like I sat there and I went thief when I saw that I was like <laughs> straight away I was like I yeah, see what you wall. did yeah yep. I see what you Absolutely. did there and that's where I went straight away that my brain went to the thing it didn't go to society it didn't go to any of the other body horrors it was like that that is um, That's either a Cronenberg or a, or a carpenter there. That, like that nod. So the fact that they're still using the, this this film as point of reference, and we are what forty one years later.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't understand why they class it as a flop. You know, I understand money wise, it's still it still made money. It's but... hailed one
0: right now as one of the greatest
1: films ever made. Well, if John would...
2: Carpenter's teased making a sequel.
1: He does he keeps saying he's going to do it and everybody's like well if I you're going to do it it, <laughs> it has to be done in the same way as yeah. the first. So the people I that are going to Yeah, but that's the thing. I think people are so spoiled and I think I've said this in many of our podcasts before. People are so accustomed and spoiled to CGI effects that when they see practical and they look naff but they are still disgusting they don't have the same appreciation for them, yeah. unless you are somebody who has studied it, looked into it, understands it, wants to see it. You know, you you get what you know what you're going to get if you're going to go to yeah. a carpenter movie. You know, um I would any day of the week rather see a practical effect in front of me than a CGI blockbuster.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely.
1: But the practical effects work is an art form within itself. I mean, that's why we're doing a small series based on like. Tom savini and many others that we're going to be going into yeah. but it's always been a job that i wish i wish i'd i'd gone into special yeah. effects makeup I, I i mean there's nothing stopping me to be fair except for the fact that i live i don't live anywhere near any studios and i don't feel the- like really educating to be honest but
0: no it's I, I told this story before about the girl who i worked with um her brother is a special uh special effects makeup artist and he did ginger snaps and he was found but he did special effects makeup just you know as they do just just as it was and he got picked up by somebody at somewhere who knew George um, Romero who got in him in touch with other people and that's how he got into the industry it was literally by chance it wasn't a case of he had to do x y and z and then you know ship off to somewhere where you're going to be picked up he literally was it was a friend of a friend who went Oh, yeah, I know this person and it just started from there Like this chain Crazy, crazy. absolutely crazy Are we going to wrap this bad boy up?
2: We can't I... do it I've got one, one little factoid for you though mm. This is John Carpenter's favourite film Out of every single film he's made Do you know
0: what's so funny Mike? That is literally the first note On my thingy John Carpenter's favourite film yep.
2: <laughs> And he finds it uplifting Rather than bleak Everyone else watches it and thinks, oh, it's bleak. But the way he says it is, it's how quick the crew um quickly decide that they are willing to die to stop the thing getting to populated areas. They all come to that decision themselves. Not one of them is disagreeing with it. They're like, No, this is where we die. We have to stop it here and no further. And he says that's they literally, it's the heroism they sure." because they don't even, it's not even a second thought. They go to kill themselves rather than let it go anywhere else.
0: Oh, what a lovely way to end the podcast on this episode. That's <laughs> humanity at its best. Hey. Yeah, put
2: themselves first. They're putting the greater humanity above their own needs.
0: Oh. It, it never happened in real life. No, no I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was just oh. about to say, Isn't that lovely that we're ending this on such warm and fuzzies and then you realise, actually, no, that won't happen. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's every man for themselves. (laughs) I am out of there. See you later. Well, (laughs) thank you very much for joining us, Mike. That was so much, so much fun. You do know quite a bit.
2: Uh, It's my favourite film of all time.
0: We will catch you for another episode at some point down the line. I am absolutely sure of it. But I'm
1: hundred percent sure. I know which I... one we will as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make in makeup for that one, if you want. Oh, where's he? At?
2: Where's he? At? Where's he? At?
0: I didn't actually wear my t-shirt for you. this time. I thought you've had it once. I'm not doing it again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right. This episode goes up every Monday at 7:30. No, seven o'clock. On YouTube, why do I always think seven thirty? Oh, the Sunday one goes on that time. So yes, we are up Monday premieres at seven o'clock on YouTube. We are also available on iTunes and Spotify. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And all of our details are where Dan? Where are they? They're down there, right down there. Dan's Depends details. I'm,
1: I'm somewhere. I don't. I
0: don't... <laughs> normally you'd be here
1: yeah i might be there though
0: but you might be be here we don't don't know where are you where have you gone she's over there (laughs) look over there over where (laughs) if you are feeling utterly generous you could go back through our category of previous podcasts and get yourself familiar with our previous work maybe you know Dip in your talk into, oh, Tom Savini, uh, part one, ready for part two next week. It's all very uh-huh. highbrow, you know. Oh, uh-huh. or you could revisit The Invisible Man and Wolfman and Phantom of the Opera. And, and The Bride
1: and, and Pennywise. And the bride. Yes. Many, so many
0: others. Yeah. Please go and have a listen. Um, Again, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dan, as always. And we shall see you next week for part two of Tom Savini. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> remember, stay early, everyone. Bye-bye.